are listening to Up To Me Radio, the best in inspirational talk radio. It's up to me. join our podcast. It's our time as we talk about life, business, beauty, and wellness. Here we share our stories, our challenges, and our triumphs, all about life, business, beauty, and wellness. Through the power of the salon conversation that we continue right here on the podcast. Hey listeners, I'm Belinda Baker. Your host joining you this season, along with my dear friend and colleague, Stacy Richards. Hey, Stacy. Hello, 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 everyone. I'm so happy to be here with you today, Belinda. This is such an exciting time, and it's an honor to be your co-host for season four. Well, you know, Stacy, we've been in this a long time, you and I together. What, almost 60 years between the two of us? in the yeah. industry. And uh, I, I, I count it a great joy and a great honor to have you here as we have discovered the need to, to, to connect beauty and wellness together. And that's what we're going to do in season four here is make that yeah. connection real. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so right here on It's Our Time, um, we address the, 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 the need for wellness um, to, to come forth in, in, in all of our lives, where we're talking about, about financial wellness, we're talking about spiritual wellness, we're talking about emotional wellness, we're talking about mental well, wellness. And, and, and we've got to find a way to learn how to make good choices and decisions as we take care of ourselves through the art of self-care and self-love. And so I want us to open our hearts and open our minds to um, learning, stretching, growing. And all of us can relate to, uh, Stacy. our lives being disrupted in some manner. Absolutely. Yeah. They've been disrupted through care, They've been disrupted through some sort of tragedy. It's, it's a lot going on in the world today. Our finances, our emotions, um, losing loved ones. You know, these type of disruptions can take us off our game. It can, it can cause us to not know what our next steps are. It can bring fear and anxiety and all of these types of things that then relate to some of the things that, um, um, you know, can really take us out and, and cause a, a, a major disruption to, to what's going on. And so today we want to unpack some of those emotions. We want to talk about those fears. We want to just have a conversation 
Um, and who better to have that conversation with than our special guest today, Pastor Yolanda Peoples, who is a dear friend of yours as well, right? Yeah, yes, she oh, is. Long time. She is. Long she time. my children grow up. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. Welcome, welcome, Pastor. We are so happy and honored to have you on today. How Thank are you? you? Uh, listen, I, there's not an adjective to describe the gratitude, the resplendent joy, the 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 copious love I have for God and the blessings He's providing to me and my family and my church. I don't, I can't, I don't, I can't describe it. I'm just grateful. That's probably the the smallest, biggest word I can use. I'm grateful. <laughs> well, we're so happy to have you with us. And on this topic, we, we we consider you as many an expert to speak on self-care and, 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 and finding the way beyond it to the healing that has to happen um, with that. Uh, for many, let me just do a little brief intro because many may not know you yet and I say yet because you're a woman on fire a woman of wisdom a woman of 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 wealth wealth not as we typically think of it but wealth from the inside out Mm. and you are a woman of elegance and so for that you lead the way for others to see how to live a life sold out for God, but to live it in a state of abundance, mm-hmm. in a state of abundance. Yes. So, you know, I was doing a little research and saw that, you know, uh, your ministry uh, there at City of Praise Family Ministries, um, your, your, your husband, your children, the family dynamic that's there and all of the philanthropic, you know, endeavors that you and the family um, have, 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 have embarked upon and even your books, um, the seminars that are just transformative in, in lifestyles, um, you know, who better to start this conversation of self-care and healing than Pastor Yolanda Peoples. Thank you so oh. much for joining us. Woo, yeah. My honor, Woo. my honor. Thank you for having me. Thank you for the invitation, Stacy and Belinda. Thank you for following up on what Stacy thought was a great idea. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yes. So Pastor, when we start the conversation about self-care, um, there are a few things that come to mind, you know, for most people, but I'd love for you as the expert to talk about self-care and, and what, you know, what is self-care? Mm. Okay. Go. So um, I think of self-care in three parts, uh, but they're very simplistic, spirit, soul, body. Mm. And I will contend that one does not um or should not be embraced without the other. I cannot take care of the spirit and not the soul in the body or the soul in the body without the spirit in mind. It all works together. I'm a better wife. I'm a better mother. I'm a better boss. I'm a better friend. I'm a better daughter. When I love me, when I, and it is not selfish. It is when I love me enough 
to know what I should put in my body, what foods to put in my body. When I love myself enough that I need to put God first, and I'm not ashamed to say that. When I am wise enough to know that I need to get up and move my body and exercise, I feel better so I can be a better person. I can be a better woman. And it is very important that we present the best version of ourselves when we walk out of that door. We represent God. We represent our families. And in that order. That's good. Amen. That's good. That is so good. Um, and, 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 and I'm going to kind of come in with some of the stuff that we hear when we're in the salon. I hear all of that, Pastor. I hear it. I hear that I should love myself enough to eat right. I, I should love myself enough to exercise and move. And I should love myself enough that I take time to read the word, study the word, and digest the word. Right. Pastor, I just don't have enough time in the day to do all that. Mm-hmm. How would you respond? Wow. How, how do we minister through the chaos of, of life that, that robs your ability to even know that you do have what it takes to be able to embrace spirit, soul, and body as one? Oh, such a great question. If you have the inability to laugh at yourself mm. and laugh out loud, we need to do a self-examination. If you are taking life too seriously, if you are punished by pain, punished with anxiety, and it listen carefully, it is not always what others are doing. It is the it is the lack of hope that we put on ourselves. It really is. We want to humanistically blame everybody. It's husband's fault, daddy's fault, your boss's fault, your best friend is and no one wants to take the mirror and turn it to themselves and that's where the power begins okay yes people will do things people will say things people will be dishonest people will be manipulative but at the end of the day you cannot have my power you cannot take my power that is something that i possess now if you have it it's because i let you have it Mm. I gave it to you. But at some point, every woman needs to be able to turn that mirror to herself and think about how she gets her power back. And the way to answer your question, to begin getting your power back is to realize there are no excuses. Mm -hmm. I teach my children from birth. Excuses are tools of the incompetent built on monuments of nothingness. And those who use them will seldom accomplish anything. So you can say, I don't have time. But guess what, Belinda and Stacy? If you say you don't have time to take care of your spirit, soul, and body, you don't have time to be happy. If you don't have time to take care of your spirit, soul, and body, you don't have time to be at peace. If you can't take care of your spirit, soul, and body, you are not going to have time to understand what it is to live in the joy of the Lord. So if I want it, I'm going to have to make the sacrifice to gain it, period. So I, I have, I bet you this, I bet you made, we made time for that little boy that our mama told us to stay away from when we were 16, okay. 17, 18 years okay. old. I bet you we made time for that. I bet yes. you we made time when we're tired coming from work and friends want to go out and have some dinner at the nice little restaurant. We go to that. So we make time for what it is we want. But we don't want to make time for what's going to allow us to grow, mature, and enjoy life in the way that God intended. Mm. Wow. Mm-mm-mm. Wow. Mm-mm-mm. Wow. That's, that right there, that right there, that's the billboard. Because in chapter two of your book, Intrepid Hope, 
where you talk about get off the Ferris wheel. Ferris wheel. And you said the Ferris wheel boldly resembles the functionality of life, yep. consistently reminding us not to live life at full speed, but to pause and live in the moment. The moment. Mm-hmm. That part, that part right there. That part. But when you wrote that part in the book, where were you at that time? Um, it was a lot. That book is the birth of the culmination of probably the most difficult season in my entire life. Um, and my family has built a ministry, which is, which is uh, over 188 acres of land. And we're about to build again. Um, and we, our life services serve in the community. And when six employees sought to come and steal that from us, no one on the outside will ever know the degradation of what my family felt during that season. They only saw it as someone trying to take what it is we built. They took our salaries. They took our health insurance. And I had small children at the time. Um, They took everything they could, but I never gave them my faith and my joy. Never gave it to them. And at that time, most people didn't know till afterwards, my youngest son, Jeremiah, they were trying to diagnose with cancer. And so the enemy just had us on this Ferris wheel of fear, Mm -hmm. Ferris wheel of anxiety and worry. And God, how are we going to do it? My children were in private school at the time. How are we going to pay the bills? I own 23 investment properties, not the church owned. I personally own. How are we going to keep up our investment properties? How am I going to keep my children in private school? How am I going to maintain the house I live in? Yeah. And I said to myself one day, I don't want to ride this Ferris wheel. And I said it in the beginning, I have the power because I know who I am and I know whose I am. And I serve God for a reason. I don't serve God for the toys he can give me. I don't serve God for all the, the, I serve God for these moments where I feel like I'm dying, where I feel like I'm in the hole Mm -hmm. and I don't know my way out. I said, I said to my husband, I want to get off the Ferris wheel. I don't like this. I don't like this. And I'm going to decide to live in this moment. And here's what I realized. I have the power of right now. I don't know how those court cases were going to play out, but I have the power of right now. And I'm going to regain my power. I went in that prayer closet. I talked to God. He told me I can tell him what I want. I can make my request known unto him. He would hear me. And he said, all I had to do was believe. He said, if you believe all things are possible to the woman or man to believe. And I said, God, I believe you. I don't know how. I don't know when. I just know you're going to do it. That's all I need to know is that you're going to do it. And when I got off that Ferris wheel, from that day to this, from that, those seasons, I will not walk in fear. I will not, I don't care what comes up. I remind God, I'm no longer on that Ferris wheel. Nope. No, I am on the Ferris wheel of faith and hope and joy and trust. And let me just end this with this. Better is the end of a thing. Mm-hmm. than the beginning thereof because now I need to write another book to tell the readers what the Lord has done since I wrote that book mm. and let me tell you something yeah. it was all worth it and I'll just end it there it was all, yes Lord wow. yes yes wow. Lord. yes 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 and you know what? I so admire and have always admired your courage you know not just because I get to be biased because I know you personally but 
the thing of it is, is sometimes in, 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 you know what, it could be a little bit of biasness because, you know, there are people that come into our lives that we know personally that we want to be able to grow from their experiences and learn some things. And then there are some people where you just be like, no, <laughs> no, that's okay. Thank you. You know, <laughs> that's it. That's it. But the reason why I admire your courage is because there's always in, 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 I've always been in those seasons where there's been things that have been happening. And, and so there was like a real true journey for me, but it's, it's always been a fight. But what came to me last night is you don't even know what you're fighting until you show up for the fight. So, I mean, you all have stayed so humble. And whenever I was going through something or feeling a certain way and then my emotions start to take over, I can always reflect back to you and Bishop because People on the outside who don't truly understand and have not been close to you all would think it's just a show. And it's not a show. It's, I mean, this is real true. Like, you know, the truth always shows up and the results of the truth comes to surface. And the results of your truth have always sat on the surface, which takes me to chapter five in the book where you say, oh, uh-oh. Embrace your self-worth. Embrace your self-worth. Y'all need to listen, listeners. You guys need to get the book. The book is Intrepid Hope. It's her personal journey to wholeness, okay? In chapter five, where you talk about embrace your self-worth, you said embracing your self-worth immobilizes your enemy, and allows you to walk in liberty within Christ has set you free. Once free, make a personal commitment to never be entangled with unworthiness again. That part, yeah, yeah, that part. Living example, living example. Yes. I don't know why I'm shouting at my own words. Because but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like bringing it to you. I'm bringing you your words. And I remember literally typing that, like I, re- my, my family will tell you because initially I hired a ghostwriter. And when they was, we, we did all that transaction, God told me, no, he said, no one will write your testimony like you, no one. And I already had a release date for the book. And I said, God, but the release date is two weeks away with everything I have on my schedule. There's zero chance I could give this book what it's due. God was like, did, did, did I tell you to do something? And you're okay. I don't think I ate, slept two weeks straight. I did nothing but type 18 hours a day, type, type, type. And I remember writing that. And let me just say it very quickly. How do I say this so that the listeners really get it? The world is in the state that it is in because people don't know who they are. They don't know who grown women and men walk in a room and don't know who they are. It's not just children. 
grown women and men stand in front of an audience to give a speech and they're concerned because they're worried about what other people will think of them and how they will perceive them, that they can't live in the jocund joy of the Lord. And I'm telling the world, the very millisecond that you tap into your self-worth is the very millisecond that your life is on a trajectory of greatness because it does not matter what you think of me. My only objective in life is to be a representation of Christ and to show that God kind of love. And that is it. However you take it is not my problem. Now, we don't want to misconstrue it because there's a lot of Christians out there that will quote a scripture, your lifestyle and your words have to line up. So I'm not going around be mean and greasy and mean to people and think that's the way. But the moment I understand who I am, no one can ever control me. I can sit. I, I, I'm 54. I've never had an alcoholic drink in my lifetime. And so I, 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 I'm in sororities and women's groups and boards I sit on a lot of boards and we go out for dinner and everyone is drinking and I'm always asked you're not going to have a drink and there are times where people are acrimonious that I don't want to drink and I used to remove myself from those type of settings but God told me you are the light and so I my objective is not to make you feel bad or discouraged about you I just shine my light in a very loving way. No, thank you. That's not what I choose to do. No, thank you. That's not what I choose to do. And so now the people in that company, every time they're going through something, who do they go to? They go to the person that they know truly loves God and knows who they are. I don't have to conform to your way. I don't have to conform to your way of thinking. I know who, let me just tell you something. Money will never buy you the freedom this, th- that knowing who you are will give you. No tangible item, not a car, not a mansion. You can live in the mansion, drive the fancy car. And if you don't know who you are, you're going to leave that fancy mansion, get in that beautiful car, and you're going to drive down the street crying, depressed, mm-hmm. and sad because you haven't tapped into who you are. Okay, I'm finished. Cause that's a whole subject. Give me going. That's that's that right there. That part. That part right there is a whole subject. And, and, and you know what? Like I shared with Belinda last year when you mm-hmm. had your event, and this was as things were starting to open back up, and so you had a woman's experience. Yeah. At the City of Praise, and that was a whole experience and I know for me I was like I'm coming and and let me just tell you this in June when you started back up the gratitude journey and I saw the notification and I was like well what's she doing now okay let me hop in (laughs) you know because I joined the group when you started but really didn't participate there were so many things going on in my life that I wasn't probably a participant of me either. Mm. So, you know, I was absent to a lot of things. Like I could see things, but I was absent to a lot of things. And I can on- honestly say that right now. And, you know, during that time when I saw that post, my season was changing. And Belinda got to see that change. So we 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 went away. We went on a trip. 
And, you know, it's kind of like a little mini retreat with another one of our friends. And, and so while we were there, we were at the beach, on the beach, and there was so much reflection. And I remember seeing that post. And then as I was diving in, you know, it was like from day one, gratitude journey on fire. And the first thing that you said was, what do you want? And I was like, huh, wait a minute. You know, what do I want? (laughs) Right. What do I want? What do I need? And, And when you started announcing for a woman's experience, I had no money. And there were things going on, but I made a way to get up there to Maryland to be a part of the experience. And there was a question that was asked when we got there. And the question that was asked is, why are you here? What what did you come to receive? What did you come for? And I remember me saying, and I said this to Belinda before I left, I'm going to be a better caregiver to myself. Whoa. And the only thing like on my drive, and that's what I kept saying is your, what you plan to get out of it is the tools that you need to be a better caregiver to yourself. Yes. I needed peace. Yes. I needed love. Yes. I needed rest. Yes. I needed a whole lot of things. I needed money, (laughs) but bigger part was it was about me and it helped me understand even more the pathway to my journey which is why I said you don't know what you're fighting until you show up for the fight so I was in this fight for a very long time but I never showed up for the fight so I'm just hitting air and don't understand and that experience within itself help equip me with the tools for me to be a better caregiver of me and in chapter seven of your book you said give yourself permission to live yeah and you said take every opportunity to cherish and live in the moment take every opportunity to be good to others take every opportunity to extend forgiveness grace and mercy take every opportunity to love unconditionally just live that was the experience that you provided in a woman's experience when i attended last august your theme was love resuscitated resuscitated Mm -hmm. and all of the thought and energy and everything that you put into it to put that together I'm so grateful for it that I was just like, you got to get the experience. I told Belinda about it and I was like, y'all got to come. You got to come. <laughs> but what were your thoughts behind that? Because that really truly showed up from a self-care along with a healing perspective. And there were so many women there that were broken, that needed the tools for self-care and the tools for healing. And you provided that. Um, that just made me almost cry that it's something when your life's work is to build a person people up and to help them through their crises 
it's another whole thing when you have to do that in your hemorrhaging. Another whole, another whole chapter in your life. And that's what we were going through that at that time when we were in court battle over our ministry. We were bleeding, but I had to continue my work. And I said to my husband one day, because the situation had gotten so heartfelt and acrimonious, he just wanted to go to the pulpit and tell everybody what was happening. And I remember holding his hand and I said to him, we come to this building, which I like to call the church a classroom, where we're learning how to govern our lives according to God's word. I said, when people come in here, they don't come to hear about our hurt, our pain and our situation. They come to learn about God. And I said, husband, when you go to the pulpit, teach Christ, not what we're going through. But yet we were bleeding in the midst of that. Um, I had gotten a report from the doctor where they thought I had, I had cancer and the fear was palpable. And I will never forget. It's in the book where my husband just walks up to me one day, takes my hands and he's like, Silk, just live. Mm. And, and then for a minute I heard it, but whether I was digesting it was another story. So for a whole week, he kept saying, just live. Like you have this moment. So I'm going through these, these um, copious amount of tests and exams and blood work. And he says, but right now I need you to just live whatever. And this is what got me when he said it. I didn't know quite how to take it. Cause my husband says, Silk, if you're going to live 20, 30, 40, 50 more years, or you're going to live a week. Why would you not live in this moment? Why would you take that away from yourself? So as the enemy would have it, all I heard was, did you say live a week? Hold on, I don't want to live a week. And he said, you're not hearing me. I'm, I'm, all I'm suggesting to you is just live. That changed my life forever. Because now, like I wrote in that book, we, because we get wrapped up in our own thoughts, we're not in the moment. We're not going, hey, guess what? Maybe all the bills aren't paid, but I have breath in my body. Let me, pre- let me appreciate that. I have a job to go to that allows me to figure things out. How about we appreciate that? Just live and not, not weigh your own self down with the self-pity. Oh, it's not working. Oh, it's so hard. It's only hard because we keep saying it's so hard. We're having what we say and we don't realize that. And we're going, oh my God, you just can't, you can't make it. That's why people can't make it. They don't realize that they just shift. Because I always say on the gratitude journey, what you think you say and what you say you have. Mm -hmm. It is just like pi, what pi equals. It's just like one plus one is two. It's just like five times five. It doesn't change. It's not altered. What I think my mouth will say. What I say, I will have, period. And so I started saying, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm just, I'm going to live my life. I'm going to laugh out loud. Everybody that hurts me, I'm going to love them. Maybe I have to love them across the street. Hey girl, hey girl, hey. Because everybody you can't go to dinner with, you can't go on vacation with, but that doesn't mean you walk the other way when you see them. You make that right. And let me tell you something. Belinda and Stacy, if I can tell you, I'm 54 years old. There, I have never had 
the amount of freedom that I have in my life right now because of that principle you just read. I'm going to love hard. I'm going to forgive hard. I'm going to laugh hard. I'm going to I'm going to breathe hard. I'm going to stop and go, oh, I like the smell of those roses. I'm going to stop and say, hey, my sister, you are looking fly today. I'm going I'm going to say it. And I'm just right here in this moment. I'm not going to be on my telephone walking through the mall. I'm going to pay attention to life and take it in and breathe it in and enjoy it because you blink, baby, it's over. It's over. You're old. You don't even know what you did with your life. (laughs) Wow. Wow. That's so good. That's so good. And I mean, you are truly a woman of transformation, which is chapter eight, where you talked about be a woman of transformation. Mm -hmm. And you said transformation is part of life's journey. It can be ugly, painful, and prolonged. And on January 1st, 2017, you started a group on Facebook called The Gratitude Journey, which is going strong today. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because Gratitude Journey is a part of self-healing. It is a part of my self-healing. Oh, don't get me started on the gratitude journey now. Don't get me started. So I have to make this expeditious. So literally, this was on the heels. So we went through a 40-month court battle. And I'll just make it very quick. Six employees of our church decided they were going to falsify some documents. And they were going to write the original board off and write themselves on. Naturally, the original board wasn't going to have that and a court battle ensued. So these six employees sued the original board of directors. And of course, but the, but the, the, the difficulty we were experiencing was much longer, began before the court battle. So we literally went through this acrimony for about six years, right? But it was a 40 month court battle. So after going through that for about six years in a 40 month court battle, Um, a panel of three judges in a superior court ruled in our favor and ruled that these six employees did a hostile takeover of our church and had us removed and had the sheriffs escort us back to our church that day. So we were just, just mesmerized by the glory of God that what had gone on for so long was over just like that. And we just, you didn't know how to sit in that. So new year's was coming. And I was, my husband said he wanted to take me out on a date so we could just, you know, breathe and, and, and not think about much of anything. And I'm in the powder room and I'm getting ready. I'm putting on my mascara and I hear the Lord. And I'm going to tell all the viewers, the Lord does speak. The Lord, we just have to be still enough to listen. And I hustle bustle through life. That's why when you go in your prayer closet, you pray and you stop talking so you can listen. And I heard the Lord say, I need you to start a gratitude journey. And I said, huh, what, Lord, that's you? And because you're wondering, like, is that you? Is that the devil? Is that God? And I said, for me, I don't have time. Like, literally, you, Stacy, no. And Stacy doesn't even know at all. I, it, this, mm-hmm. it, there's a lot on my plate. And I said, God, I don't, I, don't, I don't have time. And this is exactly what the Lord said. He said, okay, when you finish having your temper tantrum about what you don't have time to do, do what I said. <laughs> I said, yes, Lord. I said, yes, Lord. And literally, God said, I promise you. He said, 
I said, well, what does that mean, God? He said, I want you to use social media as your platform to invite people into a space of gratitude and how that will impact their lives. And so I said, okay, God, I'm literally in my powder room, putting on my mascara. I turned the camera on to Facebook. And that night, it was 7.30 in the evening and about 20 people tuned in. And I said, listen, I don't know what the Lord is doing. He told me to take you on a journey of gratitude. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to just any five minutes out of my day, I could be on the way to a meeting in my car. I could be waiting for a meeting to start. I could be taking my son to school. If I have five minutes, I'm going to pop on Facebook. I'm going to encourage you and you go about your day. I go about my day. That video is still on, 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 on Facebook. The very next day, the very next day, I don't check my messages on Facebook because it's some 180,000 messages in there because people think that's the way they can get to the bishop and the pastor. So I just, I can't keep up with it, right? And so God, my God, I promise you, I was trying to delete the message app, but I hit this message and God said, read it. I could literally hear God go, read it, read it. And I was like, Lord, if I read this one, I got to read all the 180,000, but I read it. And I'll summarize. It was a woman who, to this day, she said she wanted to remain nameless. She said, my name is such and such. And I live in Botswana, Africa. She said, I was going to take my life this morning. But I opened my phone to text my family goodbye. And your video from yesterday, which was January the 1st, 2017. She said, I watched your video and it gave me hope to live. And I said, oh, God is saying something different than I thought. That same day, I got a message from another woman said, look, she said her marriage was crumbling. She was losing her job. She didn't know how to feed her children. She said, I need this gratitude journey. So I need you to tell me what days you're going to do it and what time. That's the moment God said, guess what, Yolanda? You're going to do 365 consecutive days of encouraging people in gratitude. What, Lord? Say, what, 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 what? I, don't, I don't have time. I, I don't. And, and God whispered to me. He said, but you have time to breathe, right? I said, well, dang, you didn't have to go that hard. You didn't have to, Lord, you didn't have to do that. My hand to the living God is on social media. I said, okay, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to do it. When I tell you, it makes me emotional. I literally went live for one hour for 365 days. There was, there was a day my, my, my cousin was in the hospital on life support. There was a day my mother was in the hospital. They thought she had a heart attack. There were, there were so many things going on in my life. I never, on my anniversary, out of town in another country, I still went live. There were times I was on a tarmac on a plane and I still went live at seven o'clock every single night, 365 days. But here's the culmination of this blessing that first year. I had what I call a gratitudeers. That's what I call all the viewers. I call them gratitudeers. And I call it a gratitude celebration bash. We're going to celebrate the victory in our lives. And we're going to bash the devil upside of the head all at the same time. <laughs> so all the gratitudeers from all around the world came to the celebration bash. And it was only about two hours celebration. When it was over, I said, anyone before you leave that needs a hug, I want to be the one to hug you. There's a long line form. But while I'm hugging all these incredible people, I see this lady, our church is 10,000 seats and I see her all the way in the back and I can't really take my eye off her because she is crying profusely. So I want to hug everybody, but I also want to give them my time and I just couldn't wait to finish so I could get to her. 
When the line finished, my, my, my assistant was standing next to me. She got up and started moving toward me. And I said, I said, I said, Loretta, let's walk toward her. We meet her whole body falls on me till both of us are going to the ground. My little sister trying to hold us up. I hit my knee, but we get up. The lady looks up at me and she says, I'm Miss So-and-so from Botswana, Africa. Say what? what? Say what? I said, I said, hold on a minute. Hold on. I said, you mean the lady that was going to commit suicide? And she, she said, that's me. I said, what made you come? I said, how, 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 why would you fly? About 23 hours. I said, okay, wait, I don't get it. Why would you fly 23 hours to see me? She said, you saved my life. I said, no. I told my sister, get me a mirror. Because I always hand out mirrors at my events. Give me a mirror. I put the mirror to her. And I said, no, you, you. It wasn't me. I was the instrument God used in the middle wow. to get you some information. But you made the decision to listen to mm. the video. You made the decision to live. You made the decision to be empowered by that knowledge. I did nothing but present the knowledge. You're the hero. I said, baby, I should have flown to Botswana to see you. Don't ever. If you want to come here to celebrate with us, that's one thing. Don't ever come here to see me. Don't come to see me. I'm not the hero. And that's when I knew God gave me an assignment that was intrepid and that it was not to be treated as some laissez-faire, I'll do it when I can. No, this is an intentional work. Now we're four years in, and here I still am doing this gratitude. <laughs> wow. Let me go, wow. Melinda. No. Let me go. No. Wait, I mean, your purpose. the message, the <gasps> message is so powerful, and it's what people need. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and to the listeners out there, make sure that you get Pastor Yolanda's book and the journal. The book is called Intrepid Hope. It's her personal journey to wholeness. And then also get the journal. The journal yes. is called Hope, which is the acronyms for Hold On Pain Ends. And as you can see, everything that she's been speaking about, Hold On Pain Ends. If she can do it, you can do it too. If I can do it, you can do it too. If Belinda can do Belinda it, can do- you can do it too. And I got four things that I want you to repeat to yourself every night after listening to this this podcast. And the first one I want you to say to yourself is, I choose to love myself. Say that five times. Mm -hmm. And then say, love will help me conquer something difficult. Say that five times. And then tell yourself, I am somebody. Say that to yourself five times. And then say, I will daily proclaim who I am. Say that five times. Pastor Yolanda, we just really, truly want to thank you for pouring into us, pouring into our listeners. And if you would just give us a few takeaways for today. Mm. Wow. Self-love is an exploration. It's a discovery. It's not all an immediate thing. We're on this journey of finding out who God is, 
and finding out who we are. I'm not, I got married at the age of 23. I've been with my husband since I was 15 years old. And I do, for the record, still like and love his name. Good God Almighty, thank you, Jesus. Anyway, um, but I'm not the same woman I was at 23. I'm not the same woman I was at 33 or 43 or 53. And that was just last year. So that I wish the listeners really could hold on to that in your pursuit of the best job or the pursuit of marrying that fine man or pursuit of more money, more property, may your greatest pursuit be your self-discovery. May that be your greatest pursuit. Learn who you are. Know what you like. Know what you don't like. When you know what you like and don't like, you don't let a fool come into your life and take advantage of you and abuse you emotionally or physically. When you know who you are, what you like and don't like, you don't take mess from your friend groups. No, no. May your life be the self-discovery of who God is. And in that, you find out who you are. And let me just tell you, when you do that, You'll want to write me a check to say thank you. I won't take it, but you'll want to. <laughs> that's how real it is. <laughs> wow. Wow. Thank you so Every much. Every single day, I want the listeners to do something to find out who they are and be honest. If I can just say this last thing, be honest with yourself. Yeah. Be honest. Because in another day, I will have to tell you about how the death of my father and the abuse of an aunt and uncle and the death of my grandmother and grandfather and the death of another uncle, how all that precipitated the fear in my life, but how I channeled that away from fear and into the energy of living free and helping others to find that same freedom. So it's, a, it's, it's this enjoyable, right? Kind of resplendent type of journey where you just wake up every day and go, oh, I'm not that person anymore. I'm this person and I love me some me. And it's not an arrogant love me some me. It's a very humble love me some me. I love, I love the parts of me that have grown. I love the parts of me that are not worried anymore. The parts of me that are not concerned anymore. And no, life isn't, every day is not perfect. But I love the fact that I trust that it's going to be all right. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Y'all going to make me run. I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to stop talking. Woo. Well, clearly, clearly, Pastor, we will have you back because there's so much um, left to unpack and um, share. And and I want to thank Stacy. Stacy, thank you for sharing today and co-hosting. Um, oh, thank you on the podcast today. I'm looking forward to this season. You know, yes. with you uh, to our listeners. You can catch us on any of the uh, mainstreams where you listen to your podcast. Um, if you like what you've heard, uh, subscribe, uh, like, and share with your family and your friends so that we can continue to bless others as we ourselves are blessed. And again, remember guys, that when we connect, we talk and we share, we then inspire and motivate and empower ourselves and others. Everybody be blessed. Yes. And we'll talk with you guys soon. Thank you again. Thank you. And before we officially go out, Pastor Yolanda, please tell our listeners where they can find you on social media, where the church is located, and 
where they can get your books. Ooh, I love all that. So our church is City of Praise Family Ministries, and we are located in Landover, Maryland, 8501 Jericho City Drive. And I'm blessed because the county allowed us the cross street is in the name of my husband and my um, late father-in-law. It's Bishop Peebles Drive and Jericho City Drive. And, and, and listen, if you, if you forget how to find us, um, just look for the former Redskin. They are now the commanders, the Washington commanders. Um, our 188 acres is a block up the street from their entire stadium. So we're right there um, in Landover, Maryland. You can also find us on Facebook at City of Praise Family Ministries. Um, you can also find us on the Joel Yolanda Peebles Facebook page. And I just started a TikTok page where I was getting all these questions about help us with our marriage. Because Stacy said it earlier, people don't believe that my marriage is as sexy and grown and flirtatious as it is. People think it's fake, except people that have known us since we were 15 and dating. And Stacy was with us in the early parts of our marriage and it is what it is. What you see is what it really is. Um, it's a little more grown and sexy at home because if we show y'all that. Mm-hmm. But um, I hit them on the behind at home. I hit them on the behind in the pulpit. I kiss them at home. I kiss them in the pulpit. You know. Um, and so I started a TikTok page to help couples. And so I do a lot of videos to um, give marital advice. And I didn't know that that would be such a big deal. And that's um, Red Silky P you can find on TikTok. Um, and the book, please, because if I can say this, Stacey, all proceeds of the book, I do not take. All proceeds go to my foundation. I have a separate foundation outside of the church called Help Them Heal. And I help children that have diagnosed with functioning autism and ADHD. And we help them with a trade. We help them with their spirit, soul, and body wholeness. And one of my greatest works and all proceeds go to support that foundation. Mm-hmm. So when you're purchasing the book, not only are you getting what you need that can really take you on a life journey, um, but it's supporting children. And you can find it on both Amazon and at Barnes and Noble. Yep. Awesome. Ooh, yes. Awesome. Thank you awesome. so awesome. much. We really appreciate you. It's Thank been you. fantastic. And guys, just listen out for a continuation uh, with Pastor uh, Yolanda Peebles and all of the wealth of information that she so lovingly shares with us. So God bless, and we will see you guys soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.